0: Equus Farm Calls, where we take horse owners along with us to discuss important topics on equine health and care with industry experts. Today, we're talking to Dr. Emily Schaefer about electrolytes in horses. Equus Farm Calls is brought to you in 2022 by Farnham, the makers of MaxFlex XR Extended Release Joint Supplement. Your horse's joints work around the clock. Shouldn't your joint supplement do the same? MaxFlex XR Extended Release Joint Formula keeps glucosamine in the system a full 24 hours. Extended release technology slowly releases glucosamine, providing a constant supply to the joints. That's 24 times longer than other joint supplements, a win for you and your horse. Provide support for hard-working joints with MaxFlex XR Extended Release Joint Formula. One Daily Dose provides 24-hour joint care to help keep your horse in motion. I'm Kim Brown, group publisher of the Equine Health Network. Emily Schaefer is a veterinarian who is boarded in internal medicine. She is a clinical assistant professor of internal medicine at the Marion DuPont Scott Equine Medical Center at the Virginia, Maryland College of Veterinary Medicine and is currently a fellow in equine emergency and critical care at The Ohio State University. Thank you, Dr. Schaefer, for joining us today on Equus Farm Calls to talk about electrolytes. Thank you for having me, Kim. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we really appreciate this. And this is, this is a good one because I don't know about your, our listeners where they're living, but man, it is hot this summer where I'm living. So let's start a little bit about
1: what are electrolytes and why are they important to horse health? Right, that's a great place to start. At the basic physiologic level, when we're talking about electrolytes, what we generally mean are three of the most important electrolytes, which are sodium, potassium, and chloride. And what they are are ions. They are um, sodium and potassium are positively charged ions, and the chloride is a negatively charged one. And, you know, sort of back to our... our. Um, you, science classes in in grade school and and high school and college that these negatively and positively charged ions move across the the borders of the cells as appropriately determined by many different physiologic functions. And what that does is keep water in certain places where it should be, whether that's inside or outside the cell. It helps um, cells signal to each other what's going on in their local environment. And so when a horse goes through different physiologic stress periods, those electrolyte levels can change, sometimes significantly, and most commonly that's related to dehydration. Um, As a horse loses water, those electrolytes have to shift and move and keep the cells functioning appropriately, even when there's less water than there was there before. The two other ones that I'll add and we can talk about as we move on are additional electrolytes that are most Important in horses that are sweating excessively, like those endurance horses, and those are magnesium and calcium. Those are other ions that are present in uh, lower quantities in the horse, but they're they can be just as important when you're talking about athletes and and significant exercise. And that's really important. And I mean,
0: I know I don't know about our listeners, but in my area of the country, man, it has been already really hot this year. And, Horses just standing in the field are sweating. And then when you go out to work your horses, they really are sweating. So uh, I know that there's a difference. So let's let's start with our athletes. When we're out, whether we're working cows or in an arena, we know our horses are sweating and they're losing these, these important electrolytes. So what do we do about that? And tell us a
1: little bit about what they're losing. Right, exactly. So these electrolytes, when, when you combine those two that I mentioned before, sodium and chloride, that's exactly what table salt is. And that's primarily what's being lost in, in sweat. That's why sweat is salty. And when horses lose significant amounts of that, they are losing primarily uh, sodium and chloride and they need to be replaced. When a horse eats and drinks, they are replacing those electrolytes naturally. Where our job comes in as horse owners and sometimes veterinarians, is occasionally they they sweat so much, sometimes because of things we ask them to do, we need to help them replenish that because they're not gonna get enough back quickly enough by just eating hay, grass, and some grains horses that are standing around sweating in a field are unlikely to do damage to themselves by sweating those amounts of normal sodium and chloride. As they eat and drink, they can usually replenish those okay. When when we are replenishing them for the horse, there there are a couple different ways to do that. And I think the most common way is going to be oral electrolytes, right? And those come in powdered forms, uh, paste forms, and generally they're fairly consistent with what they contain, and that's the sodium chloride and potassium. Those horses that are doing significant exercise and sweating, a lot of those electrolyte pastes will also contain the magnesium and, and calcium that I mentioned earlier. Okay. Those can be usually administered as directed on the label, um, those labels are really pretty good and they're pretty effective at replenishing uh, an appropriate amount of electrolytes per horse. Usually what that means is one scoop of the powder twice a day or one tube of electrolyte once or twice a day, either before or after exercise. The point of these is twofold. One is to physically just replace what they've lost in their sweat. the second uh, the second um, opportunity to help have us help these horses is that it actually increases above physiologic levels what they naturally would have. And what that does is signal the brain by recognizing these increased levels of electrolytes to drink more water. Oh. And so this two different purposes of administering electrolytes depends a little bit on your environment and what's actually, it, you know, is, are you replenishing loss or are you intentionally giving them extra electrolytes in order to make them thirsty? Just like, just like a McDonald's set of French fries will do for us. You consume <laughs> the salt, you get thirsty, you drink more water. And so those are two very different reasons to give electrolytes, but by you're giving the same, the same product. Um, But it kind of depends on when you're giving it say related to significant exercise, where maybe you're only replacing what they've already lost or in a horse that, is not losing excessive amounts of electrolytes. Uh, you give them electrolytes and then that horse will balance that out. Naturally, the brain knows how to reach that equilibrium again, and will drink appropriate amounts of water to even that out. Well, those, that, those are really important and that helps a lot. Um, I did want to
0: ask now, what, what is, you mentioned that, you know, what they're mostly losing in these electrolytes. And you said you can get, give them before or after is there
1: an appropriate time to do this for an athlete yeah that's a good question i think for the athletes that are doing most most work that most of our horses do and whether that's trail riding or long distance trail riding or short endurance rides or eventing those horses that go galloping across country and are sweating lathered sweating, those, those horses are, are probably going to do just fine with some electrolytes right after their job. And, and again, that can be either as a paste or as um, a scoop of the powder in a fresh bucket of water. Um, where you're generally thinking about giving electrolytes to horses before exercise are those horses at, at pretty advanced levels that are doing things like your 50 to 100 mile endurance rides or advanced or upper level eventing. And those animals, sometimes we we try to give them a little bit before, you know, it's again, analogous to a human athlete sprinting or doing long distance runs. You have to replenish sort of during the exercise. A lot of times you can't wait till you're done exercising in order to drink your Gatorade. You've got to get something going in the meantime, lest you become too low in these electrolytes as you're sweating them out. But again, those are usually the the upper level athletes.
0: Okay. And speaking of upper level athletes, I know in working with some veterinarians and being at some of these upper level events, I've actually seen veterinarians uh, attend horses that had heat stroke at racetracks or, or, you know, three day events. Something where they've actually given them IV fluids, but is this something that's needed, you know, for just normal, even
1: high competitive exercise? Right. Now that's a a distinction that I do want to make because IV fluids that we give horses are what we call isotonic. And what that means is that it's essentially the same electrolyte levels in that fluid as the horse's plasma. So the fluid that's coursing through their veins has a certain normal level of sodium and potassium and chloride. When we give these IV fluids, really what the goal is of the IV fluids is rehydration in a physiologic appropriate concentration, meaning that really what we're trying to give them is fluid. Those IV fluids, yes, they have some sodium and electrolytes in them, but not any more than the horse's blood already has in it. Uh So giving that... Giving those IV fluids are appropriate treatments for dehydration or what we call hypovolemia, which sometimes happens in truly excessive sweating and these horses that are experiencing heat stroke. If you were to back up a second and say, can I prevent heat stroke or dehydration or electrolyte losses by giving fluids prior to exercise? That's usually not only not necessary, but not recommended. The uh, amount of fluids that you'd have to give a horse in order to truly volume load them is much more than is typically given, and it's not recommended to volume load them before they're going to go through some significant cardiovascular exercise. Okay, that's, the, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. And then um, the last comment I'll make about that is that when those horses are getting IV treatments for something like heat stroke those are large volumes of fluids like 20 liters 10 to 20 liters L. yeah and so if we're just giving a horse you know one to two liters of IV fluids i i can assure you that's um i haven't actually run the math on that but that's approximately like us drinking you know eight to 16 ounces of of water like it's something but it is not going to correct dehydration and it's certainly not going to prevent any abnormalities Okay that's a good point. And I'm going to ask you something else you had mentioned, you know, there
0: there's pastes and powders that you can use with electrolytes. So how do you get a horse trained to drink elect- electrolytes? Cuz I know sometimes I've I've given them when we've been out on a long working cows or doing some things and you try and get back and give them some electrolytes and they're like no thanks I'd rather just have water.
1: Right, right. You know to some extent that's okay. I do let the horse pick a little bit. If you offer electrolyte water and they refuse it and they drink plain water and they're cooled out enough to eat a bit, sometimes I'll trust the horse on that. But to answer your question, which is a a great question, because some horses will just turn their nose up at anything different, even when they do need electrolytes. uh, I found experimentation to be really quite helpful and finding a flavor that your horse likes. or adding a flavor that you know your horse likes. Some horses love certain flavors of Gatorade. Some horses love apple juice. Some horses love grape jelly. Um, Some horses love a handful of sweet feed dumped into a water bucket. And then you can add a, a scoop of electrolytes. And in trying to get to the sweet feed at the bottom of the bucket, a horse will actually consume more water plus those electrolytes than they maybe would have otherwise. Uh Oh, those are really great trips. I'm gonna have to try those.
0: And (laughs) I'm gonna gonna swap a little bit because I have heard some of my horse owner friends talk about, oh, the weather's getting ready to change. So I need to give my horse some electrolytes. And I'm not quite sure what that is, but I've I've heard this too much
1: not to just ask an expert about it. That's a great question. The current season that we're in now, the summertime, is the same conversation that we've been having about whether or not the horse is sweating excessively and do they need replacement of those electrolytes. So, I would follow those similar guidelines in the summer where if a horse is out at pasture sweating normally and they have normal access to clean fresh water and hay and grass, they're, they probably don't need supplemented. Um, if they're sweating excessively, then you can help them out with a label recommendation of some electrolytes once or twice a day for a couple, one to two days at a time. Similar to that, the opposite is actually in the winter when I do recommend giving electrolytes to horses sometimes. And what happens in the winter is the water gets too cold for a horse to really enjoy drinking. And you might think this would happen in the summer, but really it happens in the winter when the water's cold. Horses stop drinking. They continue eating their normal roughages and that's when they get impaction colics. And that's where Quite literally, the ingesta material within the large colon dehydrates, and it gets so dry that they can't move it through, they can't pass their manure, and then they get impacted. And that will circle back a little bit to that comment of giving supra, physiologic levels of electrolytes. And in these horses, if you know a cold spell is coming, and this can go for most horses, but especially if you know you have a horse that doesn't like to drink in the cold. When you know a cold spell is coming, I would recommend giving electrolytes at that same recommended labeled dose once or twice a day for about three days before the cold spell, ah. through it, and maybe a couple days afterwards. And the the reason I'll, I'll give you for that is is twofold, that the the You need to attain that supra physiologic level to actually stimulate that thirst response. And then generally that thirst response overrides the horse's um, opinion on the temperature of the water <laughs> and that, and you'll get water into them that way and you can prevent impaction colics. Um, and then secondly, is that if you give... You know, because the other option would be, you say, well, Dr. Schaefer, why don't you just give electrolytes all winter long and not have to worry about watching the weather so closely? And there is actually an answer to that. And that's that the the kidneys are the micromanagers of the electrolyte levels in the body. And the kidneys are so excellent at maintaining exactly the right amount of electrolytes in the body that if you give them a whole lot, they they usually... um, they'll just excrete all that that extra over time. And so if you give them electrolytes at a regular rate, you won't achieve super physiologic levels because the kidneys kind of wise up. And the kidneys say, we are all of a sudden getting inundated with sodium and chloride. We better up the ante here and really excrete even more. And so at some point the body actually adapts and then you're no longer actually... uh, stimulating a thirst response because the kidneys are doing what they're supposed to and keeping the levels at the at the normal levels and so you sort of have to surprise the organs every once in a while three days before a cold snap and through it and a couple days after in order to, to really achieve that effect that you're looking for ah okay that is uh that is a really smart thing
0: to think about. So yeah, that that helps all of us who live in. I live in Wyoming now. I used to live in Kentucky. Yeah, in Wyoming, we know when there's going to be. Oops! Here comes the week of the minus whatever degree. So that's right. A really great tip. Although I have a heated water, you know, I don't. Yeah, and that will help a lot. But still, that's yeah. It's a good tip just to do to to keep them a little healthier. So. Now I have a question. You, you mentioned a little it's not appropriate to give a horse electrolytes all winter long. When else is electrolyte administration not appropriate?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think if you believe that you're treating something specifically with an electrolyte paste, I've certainly seen some people get into a little bit of a pickle because they maybe they're right. Maybe the horse does need electrolytes. But I would just encourage you that electrolytes are not really a specific treatment for any particular problem. If, if you think you're giving electrolytes because the horse has a problem, I would encourage you to contact your veterinarian and, and get an opinion on what could actually be underlying that problem. That's a good suggestion. And,
0: and I, I've really enjoyed this. Is there anything else that you think that, that we need to uh, share with horse owners like me that could help them know when the best time to give electrolytes?
1: I think we covered most of it. I think that there's some great opportunities to give electrolytes and in con- in consultation with your veterinarian, there may be even additional times that you can help out a horse, say with diarrhea or something that needs replacement, which is you know, an- another thing that we didn't talk about in our healthy horses, but those guys... Um, As long as you are having a conversation with your veterinarian and administering appropriately, I think electrolytes are a, a great thing to have on hand in the farm, both in the summer and in the winter. Well,
0: that is a wonderful way to end this. And thank you, Dr. Schaefer, for joining us today on the Equus Farm Pulse podcast. And a big thanks to our audience for joining us today. And we welcome your input. So if you have suggestions or comments, you can contact me at K. Brown. That's the letter K. Brown at equinenetwork.com. Equus Phone Calls is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an
1: entity of the Equine Network, LLC.